Well, happy Monday to you, and welcome back to the DriveCast. My name is Dean. I'm the lead pastor at LifePoint. I do the majority of teaching at our Lewis Center campus, and I hope that you're enjoying uh, this Now Playing series. This past weekend, we looked at the streaming series, The Rings of Power, which was really the prequel to Tolkien's Lord of the Rings trilogy. And uh, in some ways, we did this uh, message, uh, we really looked at the the streaming series yesterday uh, as a nod to uh, Pastor Kale at our Delaware campus. He is a lover of all things Tolkien and Lord of the Rings. Uh, He is definitely the only person on our teaching pastor team who owns a real hobbit sword. That's for for certain. Um, One of the things that we learned from this series is that um, you know, really, the the lead character in a lot of ways is is Galadriel, the female character, the heroine who um, comes to the to the series, understanding that you know she wants to fight Sauron for all the right reasons and for some of the wrong reasons as well. Um, her motives are not as always as noble as she thought or that she hoped they would be. Um, and so, what she realizes is that we have to deal with both the sin that is in us as much as we do the sin that is is around us. And we at Lewis Center are focusing on the first few chapters in John. And so we talked about John the Baptist and really the thing that um, qualifies him to be the prequel to Jesus, if you will, um, is his humility. And we see that in a couple of different, a couple of different ways. We see that the gospel makes us both strong and humble. Um, When Jesus says about John, what did you, what did you go out to see when you went out to see John? A reed shaken by the wind? Um, And Jesus's point there is that, no, John is strong about things that matter, but he's willing to compromise about things that aren't. We just talked about this tension that we live in between truth and compassion, that we need to be both. It's not an either or. It's not that you're either a truthful person or a compassionate person, but we've got to be both. You see that in um, both Jesus and in John, both of their lives, John and his imprisonment over... um, over Herod's desire to marry uh, uh, Herodias and divorce his first wife, which was really nothing more than, you know, strategic diplomacy on Herod's part, part of the uh, the idea in their world, royal intermarriage uh, and creating strategic alliances. Um, but even in so, Jesus called Herod out publicly um, and, uh, and everyone knew it, which is why um, Herod, you know, hated Jesus for that. And at the same time, um, you know, we see in John that he struggled with doubt. You know, when he was in prison, he sent word to Jesus, um, man, you know, Jesus, are you, the, are you the one? And Jesus, you know, reiterates his public call to ministry, really to John. Um, but in doing so, he, he gives a nod to John, the fact that his circumstances were very difficult. And um, we talked about how, you know, he says, man, the spirit of the Lord is upon me and I've come to, you know, <clears throat> bring healing to the, to the lepers and good news to the blind. And, um, but he left out that one little line, liberty to the captive, specifically to John's emissaries, to give a nod to John and to say, I know what you're going through. And so as believers, we just talked about how there's, um, we, we live in the tension, right, of, of faith and doubt. It's not just, um, you know, the tension that, um, that we live in you know, regarding truth and compassion, but we also live in the tension of faith and doubt. Like, it's not that you're either a faithful Christian who never doubts or that, you know, you're this doubting Thomas. We talked about that, you know, kind of Christian, but that we have both. We hold, we hold both. And the good news for us is 
that much like Galadriel learned that you have to deal with the evil that's on the inside of you. But for us as believers, it's that God has a plan both to deal with that in us because he is the second Adam, because he's the life, uh, he's the life uh, work. He's the life um, of God in person in the flesh here in the world. And he's the second Adam that undoes the work of the first Adam. The first Adam was selfish. Jesus was selfless. The first Adam took life uh, from, a, from people, uh, from the rest of humanity. He did that on a tree. But Jesus, the second Adam, gives life from the tree, from the cross. The first Adam gave us death, but the second Adam, Jesus, gives us eternal life. And the promise to us from Jesus is that he will finish what he started. Satan is God's enemy, but he is not God's equal. That one day, Genesis 3.15 will become true. That Jesus will crush the head of the serpent. Death itself will die. And the world will be the way that it was intended to be. And so, what a joy for us at Lewis Center to baptize nine people on Sunday. Nine people who came from very different spots, very different places. Some came to know Christ through family discipleship. Some came to know Christ as adults. Some came to know Christ through coworkers. Some came to know Christ through family members. Um, But what a joy to see the reflection of the life of Christ in people on Sunday saying, I am his, he is mine. So I'm gonna pray that for us as we start our day today and then give you the opportunity to pray. Jesus, we are grateful for you, the one that Paul calls the second Adam, the one that undoes everything necessary, that the first Adam, where the first Adam failed, Jesus, you have succeeded, and one day you will ultimately triumph. So Lord, no matter what we face today and the people who are listening, even myself, God, I'm facing challenges And so, God, in the midst of all those challenges, we trust, we trust, we trust in your triumph today. Now you take the opportunity to pray.